You now tuned in to the Gunk Town Podcast. I'm your boy Doug B. We ain't got nothing to talk about, but we got something to talk about. Let's go. Good people, good people, good people. Welcome back to the Gump Town Podcast, episode 89. I'm your boy, Doug B. If you tuned in to this podcast, thank you for your time and your attention. I really appreciate you giving this podcast a shot. Today's guest is the founder and owner of the Pastry Vault and Catering. I'm looking forward to this conversation, and I'm sure we'll all be inspired by her story. Let's chop it up with Ariana Robinson. Ariana, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Glad to hear that. All is well on my end, too. First things first, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to chop it up with me a few minutes. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes, ma'am. Of course, we're here to talk about the pastry vault and catering and all the great things you got going on in business. But before we talk about business, let's get to know the woman behind the brand. What's your story? Well, um, it's not, you know, too much, but um, I've always, you know, loved to bake. Um, I started out going to Trenum, uh, for culinary arts, but before I started going into Trenum for culinary arts, I was doing like computer information systems, mainly because that way, you know, my parents wanted me to go to school for, but my love has always been in, um, culinary arts, but, um, I started baking, you know, when I was like seven, six or seven, helping my mom and everything. And it's always been something I've loved to do, baking and cooking. And, um, you know, I've just been doing it for a while. Then it it really started to really, you know, be an impact when I started to have kids. And they wanted me to bake all sort of things and all of that. And which really started, really started to pop off when I was, uh, we were living in Hawaii. And that's when I really started to, you know, bake for neighbors and churches and they started telling me you know how good my stuff was and I was like okay maybe I could start selling my pastries and food and stuff like that but um yeah and when we moved back here you know I was working in restaurants but I um uh something happened got fired <laughs> and COVID <laughs> hit as soon as I got fired. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, wait a minute, I gotta do something. So um that's when I was like, okay, I was laying, I was like, okay, let me start selling pastries or trying to do something to make money. But um, yeah, I've always been uh, I guess had a vision or you know dreams whatever you want to call it that I would be doing exactly what I'm doing I I think I'm on my right I believe I'm on my right path of what God wants me to do I've always had visions of myself doing exactly what I I'm doing now so I believe I'm on the right path that's good stuff yes man yeah that's great that's great the fact that you feel like you're on the right path and you're writing your calling you're working in your gift so yeah are you originally from Montgomery? If not, where are you from? I'm I'm originally from Montgomery. Hometown I'm, hero. Respect. I'm from the Gump. <laughs> Respect. Hometown hero. What high school? Carver. Carver. Okay. Hey. Yes, okay. I'm from Carver, Wolverine. Okay, much respect. So, okay. <laughs> so so what was your so what was your upbringing like in Montgomery? My upbringing? Yes, ma'am. Um, well, I grew up on 
Um, where it was called Wisp Davis, but now it's called Wisp Fred Gray. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up there. Um, my parents was like really strict, not that strict, but they they were strict. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I mean, growing up, it was great. I can I can still say it was great, even though they were mainly well being a parent now. I could see they were just looking out for us, make sure that we were safe. But um, yeah, I think I'm. I honestly think I take from my grandma and my mom mm -hmm. since they love to cook and bake and everything. So I think I, I learned most of what I know from them because I never really finished um, culinary school because I sort of stopped and um, I started traveling with my husband since he was, you know, in active duty in the military. So I sort of just put everything on hold and uh, packed up all of my kids' stuff, my stuff, and started traveling along with him. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and most of my life, I've I've just been cooking, baking, mainly learning from my mom and my grandma. Okay, sounds good. So mom and and grandma had you in the kitchen learning at an early age. What would you say was the first dish you learned how to cook? Oh, Lord, don't give me on that one. Mac and cheese. Okay. I, I got a whole story. <laughs> I got a whole story. No. <laughs> hey, I, I want I to hear the whole story. Go for it. Um, well, you know, you know, black people, my mom was like, you know, high cholesterol, don't put too much cheese, don't put too much butter. I'm like, wait a minute. And so whenever she would leave out the kitchen or something, I would sneak in a lot more cheese oh. and a lot more butter and, you know, do it my way. But because she was so worried about cholesterol and all of that. Cause, but I was like, if you're going to make mac and cheese, you got to do it the right way. So <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't have macaroni. <laughs> Right. And she that ain't but um yeah but um yeah I would always sneak and just try to make it the right way. She would always put a white amount of cheese and stuff, but I was like, it 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 can't be like this. You're gonna do it, you gotta do it right. And she would <laughs> fuss and look, she would look at the bowl and I was, she would start fussing a little bit, but I was like, I know it's gonna be good though. Right. <laughs> Right. I mean, yeah, it's, but it's, that was the first dish that mac and cheese, that mac and cheese. Right. Hey, appreciate you sharing that story. And I think it's so funny, like just hearing, hearing you tell the story. Out, okay. This dish already, like in my mind, I would be thinking like this, dish isn't healthy as it is. So we might as well do it right. So I kind of understand where you are coming from. Like why are we doing the right amount of cheese? Let's make sure we make it cheesy. Why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So let's talk about your time in culinary art school at Trenum. What was that experience like? Um, it was great. Um, it's been so long ago. Um, because I think I started because I was in community inf information system, but I stopped because I I really wasn't happy with it. Um, because I would always take the bus, the city bus to um school and I would see all these students coming. I believe that when that was when Culinary Arts was in that Montgomery Mall. And I would always see these students, you know, with their chef jackets, getting on the bus and I'm you know, sitting on the bus just looking, staring. And I was like, this is where that's where I want to be at. But I, you know, I was so busy listening to other people. But anyway, but my time, I think when I first switched my 
major to culinary arts was 2000, was it 2010, 11? One of those years um, before I moved, um, it was great. I mean, the teachers was, they were great. Um, but that's when I moved away to Washington, started traveling a lot. But as soon as we moved back in 2000, uh, well, when I moved to Washington, I started going to um, uh, the Art Institute of Seattle, Culinary Arts. But that was like for a short period of time. But when we moved back here, that's when I started back going. I think that was in 18, 17 or 18. And it was great. But at the same time, I was I got pregnant again and stuff. So I had this drive out and um, focus on, you know, kids and household again so I had just completely stopped even though I do need to go back and finish my classes but um so far I mean Trenum their program was it was great it was good okay 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 so just in terms of the diversity of people were most of the people from Montgomery were people from other places in your class um you know the only difference is between um and, you know, the Art Institute was in Seattle. It was like a whole view of like the ocean and mm-hmm. it was like top notch. <laughs> <laughs> it was like top notch. Like you you paying for that. Mm-hmm. It was like on the bay. But um, from the two, I, 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 I prefer Trenum still. It was more, I can't really give a real review, uh, review of it because mm-hmm. it was a short time there too because I had got pregnant again. <laughs> so no, no doubt. So just in terms of like no, but so this- but looking back at it now, since <laughs> when I moved back here and started back going, you know, I I, I I'm glad. You know, Trenum they they do their thing. I I still prefer. I would say Trenum still. I would still say Trenum. Okay, and were your classmates all from Montgomery, or were they from different cities around the world? Um, Trenum. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I believe they were. Yeah. Okay. It's been so long ago, but yeah, okay. I believe they were. <laughs> My bad. I'm, I'm taking you back to memory lane. <laughs> yeah, <I> just... <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> okay. Now, no doubt. That's great. So you had a chance to have good exposure to different culinary art schools and now yeah. you're back in Montgomery rocking and rolling. So the pastry vault, that's a very intriguing name. What inspired it? Well, that's a story too. Um, <laughs> basically um i was laying in in bed actually and uh with my children and i was trying to figure out i was looking at chef coats and how i was gonna plan out everything about the name and i i remember feeling like you know going for a business name with cinnamon roll in it but I didn't want to be stuck in a box or feel like I was stuck in the box. You know what I mean? And mm. so I didn't really want anything with cinnamon roll because I if you I felt like if you put a business name with a cinnamon roll, that's what everyone would expect you to do, I guess, sort of. So I just went with, well, since I love to bake more than cinnamon rolls, let me just go with the pastry ball. Because when you think of the pastry and vault, you know, vault, you think of, okay, 
numerous amount of different pastries. That's how I was thinking. So let's just go with the pastry rolls. So I won't have to be feel like I'm stuck in a box. It just have to be limited to cinnamon rolls. It makes perfect sense. And that's a very yeah. organic way of how you came up with the name. You wanted, you didn't want to put yourself in the box. You wanted to just yeah. create a name that would that was eye-catching, which it is. Like the pastry vault, when you first hear like, hmm, like I wonder what they got going on over there. So great job. Yeah. Cause it definitely is definitely an attention grabber. So let's talk more about what products do you sell over at the pastry vault? Honestly, I started legally uh, <laughs> in <laughs> <laughs> in 2020 and so my main um pastry was cinnamon rolls i was doing cookies but, but the only cookies i was doing because i had a lot of um people you know thinking about their health and they were always want sugar-free cookies and they would talk about keto you do keto cookies and all that but um my main uh pastry is gourmet cinnamon roll but um i do cheesecakes cookies um, cupcakes, um, special orders. If you're diabetic, you know, if you ask for something sugar-free, you know, I can do that as well. But, um, I do pies, biscuits. Like I, I bake some of everything that I didn't put out on the menu because I know I'm still trying to find that balance since I have children and everything. But, um, I bake sort of everything. If, a customer asked me. I didn't put everything on that menu because I know if I did, I'd be running around here like a chicken. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, okay. What I have coming up next though are um churros. Um, that's that's coming up probably next month. Doing doing um different flavors of churros. That's what I'm trying to um push out next next month different flavors of churros um and that's only because my children been asking so i was like okay let me order all the tools i need mm -hmm. and let me do churros like my kids they give me a lot of ideas but um yeah that's next on my menu different flavors of churros okay that's great so you rocking and rolling over there you baking some of everything like you said <laughs> and you have everything. you have different options you have keto options diabetic options and that's smart and that's very wise and i commend you for being versatile like that so you can service all types of customers because you know yeah, some people right now that's great so just in terms of you being a business owner and owning a bakery shop are you are you a harsh critic when you go out and order desserts if you order desserts so like are you a harsh critic for well, just food in general are you a harsh critic when you go out to eat now i'm a very harsh critic <laughs> i'm gonna like um, now i'm gonna mm -hmm. start talking crazy <laughs> no hey listen we ain't saying harsh listen we ain't saying critic. no names and no businesses but you are harsh no critic. no 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 i'm not i'm not gonna no 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 because i don't want nobody to do that to me right <laughs> i'm a very harsh critic um I ain't gonna say use the word harsh because I'm not like I'm not like that. But you're not gonna tell me the way something is supposed to be when I know that it's made wrong. <laughs> but you know right. what I mean. But um, I I when I go out, I mainly don't. To be honest, I'm I'm not a sweets person the way I used to be because I used to eat sweets like all the time. So um, when I know something is made wrong. I, I don't I really don't say much. I 
I don't say much. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you got to send that back. Oh, you got to send it back when it ain't right. You be like, hey, that ain't. <laughs> hey. I, I mean, since I guess it's different when you have a business because it's right, like you, you know what I mean? Because it's like, okay, I, I just, you know what I mean? Right. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. But yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> understand. So pretty much like you've been like, a I, I have a business. I can't be leaving bad reviews. <laughs> right. No, I definitely understand that. Just having empathy for the, the next business. Yeah, hey, empathy. Sometimes, <laughs> hey, sometimes things happen. Like, trust me, you, you go places and you get sometimes the chef may have just had a bad day and they just. Yeah, that's Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They got to put a little more, more salt, a little more pepper in that, in that dish and yeah. it came out. You, yeah. It was a little I, off. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to. Gonna send that back. I mean, I ain't gonna write no Google review, but I'm I am gonna yeah. send it back to the kitchen yeah. so y'all can try to get it right yeah. for me though. Like if I didn't have a business, I would, but now that you know, I gotta I gotta put myself in their shoes now. <laughs> right, no, no doubt. Hey, I don't man. even so empathy. That's the word empathy. Yes, ma'am, no doubt. We all human, like things happen sometimes. Just gotta give people grace. So now I definitely understand where you're coming from. Yeah, not being a harsh critic. So Let's transition right on into the next portion. Whenever I have entrepreneurs on the platform like yourself, I like to cover three things, the aha moment, action, and audacity. Take us back to the aha moment when you first had the idea to take your love for cooking and turn it into a business. Ooh, that's a story too. Um, I'm gonna, when I was, I think, I, I think I was like seven. And you know, I was seven and I remember having this vision or dream, whatever you want to call it. And I remember dreaming about having a business. Like I remember the how it looked and everything. But since I was so young, I I really didn't grasp onto it. Um, and then when I got like, I think I was 13, that's when I, you know, started to really come into what my passion was. And whew, my um aha moment was I was in living in Hawaii and I had another drink and I was I think I was like 25 at the time and I was already making cinnamon rolls for neighbors and um I remember having a dream about um like I was doing different flavors but in that in the dream I was doing cupcakes. I was doing different flavors of cupcakes. And I woke up my husband. I didn't sleep. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was like coming up with all these different names of, you know, cupcakes, Snickers. And, and this was like, oh, I think this was before, you know, those kind of flavors were started to really pop, you know, become like really popular. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, since I was, you know, pregnant, I was like, and I sort of just let it sort of go. I didn't write it down because, you know, I guess procrastination. And since, since it was so late, I was like, uh, I remember, I remember. But um, I, I woke that night and I remember having a dream that I would be doing exactly what I'm doing now. And it then, you know click that dream did not click until um i started actually doing different flavors of cinnamon rolls and that was in i think um i know it was in 2020 i can't even remember the month because 
COVID, I, I really, I was just trying to make money during the time. I can't even remember the month I started, but um, okay, I was in the kitchen and I was just, you know, fulfilling all these orders, sweating, and it was almost like deja vu. And I just paused and I was like, I remember, you know what I mean, having this epiphany that I would be doing exactly what I meant, what I'm doing now. And I just started praying and, you know, thanking God because COVID really made it hard for me because um, I had to depend on my neighbors and stuff a lot. Um, so it was it almost like God was just showing me, I don't know, my path. He showed me some of my struggles, but then he also showed me, OK, this is what you're going to have to do to get through those struggles. Okay, great story. And I appreciate you breaking down the aha moment in detail. And from the time you had your aha moment, it sounds like it didn't take you a long time to take action towards coming up with a name and actually getting started. It sounds like you were already doing business when you had your it, aha it moment. It didn't. Yeah, it, it just started to click because mm -hmm. I knew I had to do something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just started to all align of what God had showed me even when I was seven into 13 and the passion and you know what I mean? Up until now, it just felt like, okay, I know I'm on the right path because this is what God had already showed me before I even got started doing this. Right. And I got to commend you for even going back to your seven year old self and being willing to fulfill that dream. Because when we kids, we have, so many great ideas and we have so many great things stored in our imagination. And unfortunately adults not knowing any better, they tear those dreams down. Like our elders, when we coming up, they want to live in reality way too much. And I commend you for sticking to that. Cause at seven years old, who knows? I wanted to be an astronaut maybe or something. I don't know, but it just, it's yeah. just funny how we, <laughs> it's funny. How, no, I'm kidding. I never wanted to be an astronaut. <laughs> at seven, <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, but, but basically, um, it's just great that you were able to tap back into that that seven year old dream, and you were able to realize it and bring it full circle to fruition. Yeah, powerful. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. So that last portion, audacity, in between your aha moment and actually taking action on an idea, I believe the bridge that connects the two things is audacity. It takes audacity to not only come up with an idea, but to put it out to the world to be criticized and praised. Who or what gave you that courage, that audacity to actually put it out there to the world? The, <laughs> the audacity? Yes. Ooh, <laughs> um, ooh, you know what? Well, I mean, since COVID had hit and everything, and um, that was like a real struggle for me, being that, you know, okay, looking at my three kids, I got fired, and then the stuff I had to go through on my job. You know what I mean? Working in restaurants aren't easy. And so I was like, you know what? I I I, I remember, I'm not sure if I'm answering this right, but I'm just going to keep going. I remember God's promise and what he has already showed me. I wasn't, you know, God gave me this talent for a reason. I've been through a lot. Now I'm hit with COVID. I can't put my business out there like I want to. Cause now we have like, okay, you got, you got to be in the house at a certain time. Yada, yada, yada. And it's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to do it and I'm going to figure out how to do it. And, and I'm going to make it work no matter who is telling me, no, don't do it uh, or what's going on. 
I still managed to go ahead and do it because at the same time, I really didn't have a choice. And um, I really have to give praise to my neighbor um, because, I mean, she passed away due to COVID. But during the time, I do feel like she really was heaven sent because I could be like stressing out, okay, I need this for my business, yeah, yeah, yeah. She would always call me or text or anything. And it would always be like right on time. Like I could be stressing out like really bad. And that's why I feel like she was heaven saying she's always giving, you know, motivation to me because I really don't feel like if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't have, I probably would have quit by now if it wasn't for her. But, mm. um, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, you, you answered the question. No, you know, you answered the question in its entirety and I appreciate that and rest in peace to your neighbor. And I'm like you said, she was having sent, she was, she was in your corner. She provided that encouragement, that inspiration. And sometimes it's all we need, just an encouraging word from somebody. And especially in your situation, you were talking about we was in COVID 2020. It was a time. It was a very stressful time for us all. Like either we were quarantined, we were losing jobs and things of that nature. So even in the yeah. midst of that, your back being up against the wall, that's what gave you the audacity. Because like you said, you didn't have a choice. You had those kids, you had the family unit that you had to take care of and had to be there for. So, and sometimes God puts us in those situations to bring out that greatness because sometimes we're yeah. way too comfortable where we are. And yeah, yes, ma'am. And hats off to that company who, who fired you because they really <laughs> propelled you to, I mean, seriously, like you got to thank them in hindsight, of course, in the moment, yeah. in the moment, it's never fun when you getting terminated. Trust me, I've been there, done that. I've been terminated. It was years ago, but it happens for a reason. And when you look back on it, you be like, I'm glad it happened because that situation, that company was, uh, you know what? I won't point the fingers at the company. Maybe I was the toxic one. Maybe they needed to relieve themselves of me, but I appreciate that company for letting me go. And I know in hindsight, yeah. you probably feel the same way because it all worked out for you. Yeah, it did. It did. I mean, I still go back there to, uh, uh, you know, since they're chefs mm -hmm. and everything, I, I I still ask for advice, but that's that's another story. Where, okay, nah, yeah, no, I words. Still go back there. <laughs> no words. No words. Now that's great. That's a great story. Appreciate you yeah. breaking that down. So let's talk about the catering portion of your business. Take us back to that first catering event you got booked for. What was the experience? Okay. Um. Okay. Well, since my I've my restaurant jobs have always been in banquet catering and you know I, I i loved all my jobs even though you know restaurants are crazy but um that's why i decided to really okay pastry ball okay i love baking but my first love is actually cooking like i could throw down but um i was like well let me just throw in catering since that's my first love cooking and mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Since I have that experience, let me do the pastry ball and catering. And um, my first, I can't even call it catering, but I have, because I, I didn't set it up or anything. I just baked and um, they just picked it up and sat it up them, themselves. But um, I've only done baked for like three 
no, four weddings, four weddings. And that was for um just, no, no, three weddings and uh, I believe a graduation tea party. And the tea party was for um like a cinnamon roll um cake with the cinnamon roll cupcakes. And the weddings were for like cheesecakes, numerous amount of uh, different flavors of cheesecakes and stuff. But I've never really, you know what I mean? Did the full-blown catering just yet. Even though I know how, I haven't really received that offer to do yet. Oh, being being hired to do a wedding, that's a big deal. Whether you want to, you can blow over there if you want to. I'm not going to let you get away with that. That's a big deal. Like, to deliver for yeah. a wedding, that's a big deal. <laughs> Take us back to that yeah. first experience when you did that wedding. What was the reception like? No pun intended. Um, What was the experience? Oh, no. I was saying, what was the reception of the cinnamon rolls? And I said, no point intended, you know, wedding the reception. Um, mainly, I just, all I did was, like, bake for it. Like, okay, I didn't take it to them. They just came to pick it up. Um, and that and that was it. They started up. Um, okay. that was, that was it. I'm sorry, but that was it. <laughs> no, no worries. No, I'm saying, so, so what was the feedback? Was it? Um, the, the feedback, feedback was great. Um, okay. I'm still waiting on pictures, actually, okay. um, from the setup. But she honestly, one of them just picked up a cheesecake yesterday. And I was like, when am I going to see pictures? <laughs> and <laughs> um, I'm still waiting on her to send me some pictures of that setup so I can post. Because um, I've done a lot. Mm-hmm. But I have not seen a set. Like, I've I've gotten great reviews from it. But I'm like, okay. Send me some pictures. <laughs> right. Nah, <laughs> definitely. Me. Okay. Nah, that's great. So you got the weddings and graduation under your belt. That's good. Good stuff. Just keep going. You'll definitely start yeah. booking those corporate gigs in due time for sure. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. So as you've done great things with the pastry vault and catering. I know great things are coming down the pipeline, which leads to my next portion, vision. What are your short-term and long-term goals for the business? Ooh. Um, short-term goal. I'm going to bring up. Um, I think I already brought it up though. Churros. That's a that's a real biggie. The churros. Um, offering. I just have to balance life out to be able to offer more. That's um a short term goal term goal of mine. And to really hop on these churros because the the way I'm envisioning it is gonna be popping. It's gonna pop. But um, yeah, just offer more and just since i'm still in learning mode i guess um just get this situated because it's so much still going on like i have to get this situated and balanced out before i can even move forward with the long-term goals but um balancing out what i need to balance out offering um those churros i'm the way I'm envisioning it, but um, long-term goals. I really want to go on when I get this situated. I really want to do um, like a national food tour. Like whenever I get a food truck or whatever, um, I would like to go on a national pastry and food tour just all around the USA, just during different stops, offering um, my goodies, my cinnamon rolls, different types of pastries and whatever, and really become a national 
you know, no name, natural no name. That's the long term goal. And to also be, you know how Cinnabon is, they're out there in malls and mm -hmm. airports. That's what I want to do. I want to be inside every mall and every airport. Okay. Hey. And the Alabama, you know, this won't give us too much. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> but no, yeah, no I, I'm, I'm, my, that I'm gonna be at the Alabama National Fair because they don't have cinnamon rolls. Hey. That's goal of mine to be inside the National Fair and offer cinnamon rolls. And those are some great goals, and I have no doubt you'll make them all come to fruition. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> So as we wrap up the podcast, I want to ask a million dollar question. I started this podcast to highlight the greatness of Montgomery, whether you were born here or lived here for a significant period of your life. You being a hometown hero, what makes you the most proud to be from the Gump? What makes me most proud? Yes. Um. Ooh, I never thought about it. To be honest, I'm going to put this. I mean, I'd rather be from the South. I'm a Southern girl. My dad is from the South. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> No worries. <laughs> no worries. I love the South. I'm glad I'm from the South. My mom and my dad is from the South. Um, there's no better place to be. Um <laughs> hey, but anyway, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but um let me think of something. No sorry. I've never oh, no, thought no, about that. <laughs> no worries, no worries. I tell you what, let me ask the question a different way. So what do you appreciate the most about the city of Montgomery? Um, to be honest. I love the way, you know, I'm going to be honest. Yes, ma'am. Um, Like when, when I left, I was happy to leave because I've never really been outside of Montgomery. Mm -hmm. um, besides, you know, the country, Greenville, La Pine, Alabama. But um, being, you know, visiting, living in other states. And then moving back, seeing the developments that are going on, even though I live, you know, we're in Pike Road, but it's still Montgomery. But um, the developments that are going on, especially downtown, um, the growth that's really making me more proud of being from Montgomery because it's growing. I see it's growing and it's getting better, you know, yes, yes, it can be better, but yeah. we're growing we're we're growing and that's what makes me proud of being from Montgomery and the South. Southern good. But yeah, that's what makes me proud. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Without question, Montgomery definitely on the rise, growing. Like we got a lot of great things in the works. We got a lot of great black owned businesses in the area, like yours mm -hmm. and many others. And I love to see it because if I'm pretty sure you know the history of the city as well as I do and several others like Montgomery ain't always been there. It, it's the home yeah. of the civil rights for a reason. Like things used to things used to be real interesting around these parts back in the day, but we've come a long way. And quite frankly, it's our job, it's our job to carry that torch that our ancestors, you know, that they they, yeah. they started it, they went through all that stuff that they went through for us to flourish. So we gotta do what we gotta do. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yes, ma'am. So before we get out of here, how can the people connect with you? What are your social media handles? Um, well, I'm on Facebook, of course, the Patient Vault and Catering, as well as Instagram, same name. Um, I'm also on TikTok and Twitter, the Patient Vault and Catering, same name. And you can also um call me 
at 205-538-3137 and my email, the pastry ball and catering at yahoo.com. Those are the ways you can contact me. Call me or DM me. Yes, ma'am. And of course, I'll put all of the information in the description of the episode. Hey, Ariana, thanks again for the conversation. I really appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. Good people. That concludes another dope episode of the Gumtown Podcast. In the meantime, in between time, y'all know what to do. Be blessed. Be safe. But most importantly, have the audacity to be you. Gone. Thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate your time and your attention. Until next time.